Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today, I don't know why I had to do that with my voice today. I just feel like starting the day off. It was really a good show, so. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Today, we wanted to talk about something that is really pretty simple, but can have a a profound impact in your life. And that is the word choice. Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay, Mm -hmm. so. How much of the time do you find yourself saying, oh, I have to do that. Oh, I have to do that. Oh, I have to do that. Well, time out. You have a choice in everything that you choose to do or that you choose not to do. Right. Right. And we, we had a previous episode about, you know, saying yes. And every time that you say yes, you're saying no to something else, which also on the flip side means when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else because it's your choice. Mm-hmm. We're going to dig a little deeper into that today. Yeah. And here's what I hear people saying all the time. Well, I didn't have a choice. It's like, sure you did. Mm-hmm. You absolutely had a choice. Or they look at their options and they don't like any of them. So like we said before we got on the show, it becomes you know, picking the lesser of two evils. Uh, you know, and, uh, so many people say that with the election. It's like, oh, well, I didn't pick it. I didn't like either of them. I just picked the lesser of the two evil. You know, it's like you have so many choices. And when we run into conflict or when we run into issues, if nothing else, we always can change our mind. We always have the ability to choose to think differently, choose to have a different attitude, choose to approach things differently. So even if you look at the menu and you go, eh, you can change your, change your viewpoint on what you're looking at. So I love this conversation. Well, and this came up for me because, you know, again, I'm, I'm always doing self-development myself. And in one of the programs I was going through, one of the things that really hit me this week um, is that, that point that choice is not deciding what's in front of you. Right. And this is where it really can kind of get empowering. Right. It's like, you know, if I come to you and say, Kathy, I've got vanilla ice cream or I've got chocolate. Which one do you want? I want mint chocolate chip. Okay, see, so there's an example <laughs> of choice, right? I presented two options and most people, we just decide between the two thinking, yeah. well, I can only decide between vanilla or chocolate, but you choose to have mint chocolate chip, right? right. Now that might mean I have to go to a different store. That might mean I leave that restaurant. That might mean, you know, I, and I, I agree with that. So often we settle for things. Mm-hmm. You know, I have had so many experiences with people in restaurants where they're like, oh, it's actually, I don't, I don't really like this. Or a cocktail will be mixed for them or they'll get a glass of wine. And, you know, I've been out in restaurants. I am such a wine person where I go, oh, you know, this, it's okay. It's actually not what I was looking for. So I say to the wait staff, hey, you know what? Actually, this is not really, I don't really like this. Is it possible to get something else? I have never had anybody give me slack about that. They always go, oh, you've got absolutely, what do you want? They want you to have a good experience. It's not like they opened their last bottle of wine personally, and now it's a hassle for them. They're there to offer you these choices, to give you choices. And you can also always say, can I taste that first? That's an okay choice to make too. So it's like when you get outside of your, sometimes your comfort zone and do that proverbial thinking outside the box, you realize you have more choices than you think. 
Well, we do. There's always, there's never just, it's never an either or, right? And, and again, you know, what a lot of times we end up doing, yes, there are consequences that come with our choices. Yep. Okay. But, but you have free will, you have the ability to choose what it is that you want to do. Now, sometimes, you know, again, it's, you know, cause you hear people will say things like, oh, I have to call my mother, right. Or, oh, I have to go to Thanksgiving dinner. Well, you don't have to, right? So again, you could choose not to go to Thanksgiving dinner if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. There might be consequences associated with that, but you can choose to do what you want. Now, if you decide you still are going to go to Thanksgiving dinner, right? Again, we can tell ourselves these stories. So are you choosing to go to dinner or are you doing it begrudgingly, mm -hmm. right? Because that's going to change your mental mindset as far as the way that you're thinking, you know? So you can go, oh, I have to go to Thanksgiving dinner. I hate it when Uncle Joe is there because he's such a blah, 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 whatever, right? No, Joe's no. a problem. <laughs> Joe, Joe's I mean, Uncle, Uncle Joe is always broke. Let's face it, he's a... He's a... <laughs> I don't even have an Uncle Joe, but anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry for any Uncle Joes out there who are like, oh. Yeah. Or they go, oh crap, they heard. You know, yeah, like first that. first name that just hit me. But so you can you can you can again, you know, you decide to go and you can hate the whole experience. Yeah. And you can be in a negative funk and you can okay. feel like that you don't have any choice in the matter. Or again, you can switch it around and say, you know what, I'm gonna choose to go because of this, right? This is my choice that I'm making. I'm going to make the best of it. Um, because really kind of the attitude that you go into it with is probably just as important as the choice that you're actually making yourself. Absolutely. And because you're choosing an attitude and the Thanksgiving thing, I mean, that's so huge. And I have one client who every year she spends Thanksgiving with her husband's sister. She's apparently a horrible cook. She doesn't like any of the food. She's allergic to turkey, so she can't eat the actual meal anyway. And I've so many, for so many years, I hear her going, oh, I guess we're going, I got to eat the food. And I said, well, but do you have to go? Yeah. I said, okay, but do you have to eat the food? Well, that would be rude if I didn't eat it. And I'm thinking, if somebody puts something in front of me or offers me something that I don't like, I say, oh, no, thank you. Or I'll try a bite. And if I realize it's not something that I like, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not a six-year-old. I don't have to. I don't. There's no clean plate club. You're not going to. I mean, and frankly. Oh, I, yes, there is. My dad said there is a clean plate club. Well, my dad said a lot of things that ended up not really being quite right. So, um, <laughs> you know, so, but it's like if, if somebody's offended because I say I don't like green beans. Okay, that's on them. That is not my problem, you know, and I love green beans. I think people are so, they, they don't set boundaries. They don't find their voice. They don't see a choice because they are so passive in what happens around them. And not that everybody has to be dominant and like, you know, domineering and rude in any way, but there's a way to say, oh, you know what? I'm actually not a fan of peas, so I'm going to pass on those or don't even bring it up. Like, don't say anything and just don't have them. I don't think the host is literally looking at everybody's plate to see if they had all the meat, you know? So it's just, I don't know. I, I, just, I think I have a different attitude about this than a lot of people and that I just, I'm not going to do things I don't want to do typically. Um, so well, I, I mean, no. just when we do, right? You know, again, like, let's take the, we'll take this dinner example. I guess we're talking about dinner tonight instead of animals, right? <laughs> but we talked about a turkey. We talked about a turkey. <laughs> there you go. And right? Uncle... Joe? Uncle Joe, Uncle, Uncle Joe, Joe. Yeah, Uncle yeah, Joe. Yeah. 
But, um, you, you know, and, and, and this is again, too, where a lot of times, you know, the anxiety that comes into choosing because, you know, you know, like that, like you said, you know, I'm, 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 I'm allergic to the turkey. But if I don't eat the turkey, then you're telling yourself some story about, oh, that's rude, right? So first off, that's a, probably a false story. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're allergic to something and you choose not to eat it, it's not that you're rude. It's actually smart for your body, right? It has nothing to do with being rude. It would actually be rude for somebody to try to force you to eat something that you're yeah. allergic to, right? But a lot of times, you know, when 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 we get to that point when we can actually choose, either we're so anxious about things that probably will never happen. Right. And so out of fear, we choose to do something that we don't necessarily want to do. Or on the flip side, what happens so much of the time too is we're afraid to choose because that means there's going to be consequences. Right. And so a lot of people you know, go through life without ever really choosing. They're just deciding and letting life happen to them instead of actually choosing what they want from life. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up with this concept of getting in trouble and there are still certain things that I don't do for fear of getting in trouble. And it popped up back in June, the, you know, we graduated high school and I had a huge graduating class. I think we had like 1200 people in my graduating class or some gigantic number. And it was sent out to everybody that if you threw your cap in the air, like you do when you graduate, that you were going to get suspended. They were going to withhold your diploma. I mean, like whatever it was, but here's 1200 people who were wailing their caps up in the air. And I still had this feeling of, Oh, they sent out this memo that I shouldn't do that because I'm going to get in trouble. So I literally kind of went, eh, just so I could like keep an eye on it. And maybe I wasn't gonna get in trouble. What are they going to do? Suspend the entire graduating class. You know, it was, but, that, but I had this drilled in my head that there was this permanent record. I, I thought into like my adult life that somewhere it's going to go on your permanent record. And I thought, shit, you know, I'm going to apply for a job at 60 and they're going to be like, you know, you didn't do very good on chemistry. And I'm going to be like, ah! Well, and you, and you threw your cap during graduation. <laughs> so we're not going to be able to hire you now. <laughs> so it's, right, I know. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Call Uncle Joe. He's a great reference. You know, but it's like, I think we do. We have these, these misperceptions and these old records that run in our head that, you know, you're going to get in trouble. Nice girls don't do that. Boys don't cry. I mean, it's like, you know, we, we've, these stories that we tell ourselves are limiting our choices. And I don't know that that's healthy. I mean, you don't, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like we need to drop some of those old stories and look at the reality of now and stay in this present moment and know that you have choices. And again, you can always change your mind. That's the biggest choice we have. Well, it is. And, and I think that's why too, you know, I mean, there's a thing called midlife crisis. Right. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people that I've seen, I kind of went through part of it too. Right. Is, is, you know, until you finally don't give a fuck and then it <laughs> kind of goes away. Right. <clears throat> but a lot of times I think those, those feelings are why people get to that point uh-huh. is they've lived the first half of their life making decisions that they wish they hadn't made yep. that if they had been conscious and present as they were making those choices, 
they wouldn't have decided the same things. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you wake up and you go, man, I'm halfway through my life and I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. Right. And so again, you know, kind of with choice is making sure that every choice that we make is getting us closer to where we want to be and having that clarity on, you know, what it is um, that, that we want out of life and then making more choices mm-hmm. to help us get that. Now, yep. and again, sometimes those choices are going to have consequences, but yeah. do you want to get to where you want to get, or do you want to wake up halfway through your life with a midlife crisis? Right. And I think so much of that is societal. So much of that is parental. So much of that is religious. It, you know, I was raised in a household where you go to college, period. That's the end of the story. You go to college. And when I told my dad I wanted to go straight to Los Angeles and go to American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which was a two-year performing arts program, he said, no. He goes, you can go, but I'm not paying for it. You, I want you to have a four-year degree. And you know, there's part of me that thinks, God, well, what would have happened had I left home at 18 driven to Los Angeles and gone straight to that program as opposed to four years at Point Park. Now, other things unfolded from that, but you know, there's this obligation to family, there's obligation to these, these things that we so often do. And I wanna share a quick story. So I had a client, when I was doing my PhD, I had a client who was doing a PhD program at UCSB in psychology. Now the psychology program at UCSB is not clinical so much, it's more research-based. It's not like I'm gonna counsel later. And I was talking to this client and we were talking about PhDs and you know, she's 22 and I'm 40 or whatever it was. And she said, God, it must be so nice to be in a PhD program that you like. (laughs) And I said, what? And she, I said, well, don't you like psychology? And she goes, no, actually, I really don't. I said, then, oh my God, why are you in a like postgraduate, like huge, re, like, why are you in this program? And she said, my parents made me. And now here's this 22, 23 year old whose parents made her get a PhD. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. And I said, okay, well, let me ask you this. I said, well, what, what do you want to do? And she said, oh, this sounds stupid. And I said, no, nothing to me sounds stupid. What do you want to do? She said, I kind of want to be a baker. And I went, oh my God, that's awesome. I said, well, have you ever worked in a bakery? And she said, no, but I just, I, you know, I love baking and I love cooking and I just think it would be so great. And I, you know, I want to start my own bakery and I want to supply food for homeless. I mean, like she had this great idea and I went, okay, I have an assignment for you. She goes, okay. Cause it was, we we're just about approaching summer. And I said, do you get a summer job? She goes, yeah, my parents make me. I said, okay, great. I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing said, a trend I'm here. I'm seeing a trend here. Yeah. Uh, and I said, I want you to work at a bakery over the summer. I said, even if it's a week internship, even if you spend an afternoon there, call the local bakeries and say, I'm considering this. Will you let me do it? And she goes, what a great idea. I said, because that way you'll know if that's truly what you want to do. She goes away. I don't see her for months. She comes back like six months later. And she goes, Kathy, I have to tell you, you changed my life, which that's the greatest thing to hear. Right. And I said, oh, my God, what happened? She goes, well, I got a job in a bakery this summer and I worked there for six weeks over summer break. And I said, oh, my God, how was it? And she said, I fucking hated every second of it. (laughs) And I went, good. Yeah. Because now she doesn't have to wonder. Yep. She realized she liked baking for fun. She actually ended like and entered like some baking contest on the Food Channel and won some prize. I mean, it's like so she realized she wanted to do psychology. She ended up continuing that program. She now works with youth who has eating disorders because she herself had an eating disorder. And it's like she has this amazing career and she bakes for fun. She never w- she would have wondered forever if she made the right choice 
had she not experienced that summer. So it's like, take those moments, take those choices, look at your options. Yeah, well, and, and you know, her story is what we hear from so many different people, right? My parents are making me do it. My parents are making me do it. Your parents don't make you do anything, right? It's, it's still your choice. You're still deciding to do that. And so, you know, again, if you're not happy where you're at, then some of it might have to do with the decisions you're making, that you're actually making decisions instead of choosing. Yeah. Well, and so much of that comes from fear. I'm reading a book right now on staying in relationships or leaving relationships, specifically with narcissists, because I have a lot of clients dealing with narcissistic partners. And it's not an easy decision to make. I mean, you and I are both divorced. We know how hard that decision is. Yeah. You know, So it's not always easy. And there are consequences. If I leave, what will happen kind of thing. And uh, an exercise I put my clients through typically with coaching is I'll say, what is the best outcome of you staying in this situation? What is the worst outcome of you staying in this situation? What is the best outcome of you leaving? What is the worst outcome of you leaving? And we actually make these lists. And so we end up with the square of these lists of things. Uh, I'll be, you know, I won't have as much money. I'll have to leave the house. The kids will be split, you know, whatever it is. And then see which one of those, when you have the information, which one of those feels best to you? Because there's consequences to every action and not taking action is taking action in itself. It is. It is. So, All yes. Right. So, you know, don't, don't just make decisions, but actually think about and choose. Because again, choosing is not the same as deciding between the options that are in front of you. Yeah. And if you want a different life, the only way you're going to get there is to actually start consciously choosing and doing things different. Mm -hmm. And be brave. Be brave. Because it does, it, does, it does take courage. Because again, just like you, know, you, you do with your clients, when you go through and do some of those assessments, what's the best that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Sometimes the worst things are kind of scary. Yeah. You know, but, but everybody that I've seen that's had the courage to choose and do what they really believe that they need to do and where they want to get to in life. Even though there's pain in the middle, you come out on the other side exactly where you need to be. So keep making yeah. changes or choices that will get you closer and closer and closer to where you actually want to be. Absolutely. Cool. Oh, I love this conversation as all of them. All right. So go out, choose. Um, Let's go get some mint chocolate chip ice cream because I'm like that. <laughs> it's a little early, but that's okay. Uh, and yeah, be brave with your choices. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, choose wisely, and uh, have the best life that you can. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. See ya. See ya.